Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. Cousin Jared, we are back with some more hockey, and it cannot go worse than last week. So we are we started from the bottom. From yeah, we're here. Yeah, we we are we are setting expectations low so we can easily surpass those expectations. And it's funny. And, and I said it. I said it when we yeah. came on the show. Yeah, we, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, we, we, we talked about the how and, and, and the model's not perfect every day either, right? If you're with yeah. us on Discord and, and on Dub Club, we've had some great days with it. We've had some rough days with it. It's been up and down. Um, here's here's your recap of where we sit as of now. This is the as up-to-date as possible. We're recording this on Wednesday night. Two of the Wednesday night games are done. The other one is not yet by the time we're recording this. A grades, B grades, sides, totals still doing really well. And in fact, as good as you might have seen this slide on the college basketball show a few days ago, uh, two of those ROIs have actually increased. Two of them have decreased because there was no way in the world we were ever going to maintain an 80% ROI on A-grade sides. I mean, that's fun. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, Pro Probably not. We talk about that all the time. You need those crazy good luck hot streaks because you're going to have bad luck too. You need good. Yep. You need the good variance. You need that because you're going to have the bad. Um, you know, the, the show last week went terrible. But, um, you know, I made the comment to the people on Dub Club here on Wednesday night. So I said, Hey, this Wednesday night slate was shorter, but I kind of liked a couple of the plays uh, and, and kind of outlined my reasons that a couple of those have already hit for us. So uh, hopefully we can get one more. And we have a ton to choose from here on Thursday night, uh, a loaded slate of, it looks like, 12 hockey games. Uh, if you're a hockey fan, you're going to want to be with us on Dub Club. Not only are you able to get all these picks every single day, but we're going to have an extended cut where we talk about the rest of the season. There's a lot of goalie confusion. <laughs> uh, I guess is the right word. Uh, goalie dependencies, goalie. We don't really know what teams are going to do. We had a lot of teams who were off a day, played a day ago. Are they going to stick with the starter? Some of them are, you know, we talked about the Rangers last week, which are starting to quick, you know, what are they going to do? Uh, the devil situation is interesting, right? So we have a lot of things to talk about on the extended cut, which is available on Dub Club, as is our Discord chat picks for every single hockey, college basketball game, all sorts of goodies. They're $5 off your first month. If you use the promo code there on screen, if you're with us on YouTube, take out your camera and that link will get you there. Also, that link to the show description uh, for joining us on Dub Club. Because before we get into the three games we're going to give out on our weekly Free picks hockey show. Is there anything that I forgot to mention or that we should talk about before we get started? Um, I don't I don't think so. I mean that that slide is really the best reason, the recap slide, why you need to be on on Dub Club with us. Um, because we have I know I have said this about myself. I am human, uh, and I just seemingly do not do well when picking games from a subset. Mm. But if you are there and get all of the picks, you too can have these these types of returns. That's that's all I have to say. Yeah, very well said. Very well said. All right, then we will get started here. Uh, Kraken and Bruins here. Um, I don't know at this point, again, this is the time of this recording. By the time you're watching this, you may know, of course, with the goalies that there's a lot of question marks across the NHL, as I already mentioned. If it's going to, which goalie it's going to be for Boston, it honestly doesn't really matter. Both of those goalies are fantastic. According to Sideline, I believe they're both top five goalies. Uh, I think Olmark's actually gets a better grade uh, than Swigman does here. Swigman's number four in in, uh, in hockey at this point. They just have an abundance of riches there in net in Boston. A good offense, good defense. The Kraken play great defense, as you can see, according to Southern, the third best defensive unit. That's, of course, just the 
players playing defense that doesn't incorporate the goalie. The goalie situation, Grubauer has always been up and down his whole career. This is projecting the cord to play. Um, he grades out very well. Um, don't know if he's going to play either, but if he doesn't, that even gets better uh, for us because I'd much rather be facing Grubauer, but I'm assuming the Kraken are going to throw their best goalie out in this one. And the biggest difference in this one is the offense for Seattle. You can take Boston on the money line or the puck line. We like the puck line edge here a lot more, plus 135. It's basically 50-50. The Bruins should be pretty big home favorites. And so we're, as you can see on screen there, if you're with us on YouTube, 47% for the Bruins to cover this puck line pretty dang close to a toss-up. It's almost like the wrong team favorite game, which we talk about loving in every other sport that we cover here, uh, getting plus 135 in a coin toss situation. Hey, sign me up every day of the week and twice on Thursdays. Cousin Jared, what's your take on this game? It, the, one of the first things you always look at is a, a West Coast team going East. I love looking at that for all of the professional sports. And the Kraken just in general were terrible on the road uh, the first half of the year. And then they kind of got their stuff together and, and played a, a lot better. They had a quite a long winning streak, about nine or ten games uh, from the end of December to the middle of January. Uh, but then they returned to form after that. And since mid-January, so exactly a month now, uh, they have won a grand total of one road game uh, in, in the past calendar month. The thing about those games that they have losing, and whether you look at home or road, of the eight losses that they've had in the past month, only two of them have been by a single goal. They have uh, been much more likely to lose by two, three, four goals than they have been losing by one goal as of recent. I think that obviously the advantage that Boston has here on offense, I think will kind of play into that. And so I think maybe this could be, uh, you know, with, with Boston's good defense and the Kraken's bad offense could be a lower-ish scoring game, but I still trust the Bruins to score enough to, to win by by more than one goal. And so, like I said, uh, it, it's all about the value at the number here. Not something that you would play at even money, uh, but getting to, to plus 135 is, uh, I think, makes this a valuable play. Yeah, very well said. The Kraken won their uh, only road game in recent uh, history in the last month here in their last game. And that was a valiant effort there to win in a shootout against the Islanders yeah. uh, a couple of days ago, kind of a little bit of a surprising effort on the back-to-back. -back. But here's the thing to consider is that back-to-back -back is very difficult for hockey players. Uh, three games in four days is very difficult. Four games in six days is very difficult as well. And mm -hmm. that's what the Kraken are having to do here as they yeah. uh, played on the 10th, were off the 11th, played 12th, 13th, off 14th, and playing on the 15th. That's a stretch all yep. on the road does it yeah, make it easier yeah. it's a really bad spot for them that doesn't who, mean they can't win but man that's who did, rough who do they make mad the league league office that's I, like gotta yeah. be one of the roughest stretches of the season for any team yeah it's pretty bad and now here's the thing though is sometimes these west coast teams have to do that because like they're all out in the middle of nowhere right? so you know but, that, but this is okay. but, but this one does seem particularly bad right and, and yeah. it's tough either way you go right you ask the players would you rather just go out there and get it over with or would you rather have some yeah. off days and it's like it's kind of a you know what are you going to do situation so yeah. it, it's tough either way for them but this is not a good spot for them boston can lay an egg absolutely it's the other reason i like the puck line boston lays an egg in this game and it's just a terrible hockey game and then you don't want to have to have laid minus 170 or whatever crazy number that the money line is at right now in that situation. But if Boston goes out and shows up, 
this is a terrible spot for Seattle. Boston's a better team, better goalie. 50 uh, 50 these plus odds makes a lot of sense. And you'll see it in this game and the next game that we talk about as well. The model simulation with end of game situations, and I did a lot of research, a lot of looking into the probability of getting an empty net goal, is going to lean us to take more favorites on the puck line and more dogs on the money line. That doesn't mean you can't lose by a goal. You absolutely can lose by a goal. A lot of times you lose by a goal happens in overtime or shootout or something like that. There have been a couple games I've seen as of late where a team has pulled a goalie and just nothing happens. Tonight that happened with the Jets and Sharks um, or just turned out to be a one-goal game. But in general, um, and ironically enough, that was one of the rare games where the model said the puck line didn't have value. And and I think it's because it, it aligns with this theory. Betters don't like they, they like conservative plays they like things that are more likely to win well what does that mean if that means you're betting a favor it means betting the money line and if it's a dog it means betting the puck line and so we kind of want to zig when other people are zagging and that's i think what the model seeing is that in general not every game but most games to be more value on the favor on the puck line taking the plus odds and more value on the dog taking the plus odds because nobody wants to do it and we always want to be where nobody else wants to be because that's going to put us in the right spot more times than not. Ironically enough, in this Jets-Sharks game, there wasn't value in the puck line because I think everyone saw it was the Sharks and everyone was running to the puck line. And the same uh-huh. thing. The model was like, there's not a lot of value in that number. And said, if you're going to do it, you just need to lay the big odds or you need to take a shot uh, with the Sharks in the puck line because that's where there was edge. And sure enough, both of those came through. So yeah. uh, we're on the puck line here in Boston. We're on the puck line as well in Colorado and Tampa Bay, what sets up to be one of the uh, more interesting games of the night. The questionable thing about these two teams are their defense. Tampa Bay's defense can be a little bit shaky, but Vasilevsky, of course, can bail them out of anything. Gorgiev, according to the model, not as good as people might think. The Avs have been an up-and-down team this year. I know if you're an Avs fan, you've had moments where you're thinking, this is the year you make the Stanley Cup, and you've had moments where you think this team just doesn't look like they care at all. And that's evidenced by the fact that if you back them in every single game this year, you've lost money. Why is that? Because they're getting maybe a little bit too much respect uh, from the market odds makers, whoever you want to call the entity that helps sets this stuff. We're going to be in the lightning here. Puck line minus one half plus 205. The money line price on this right now is minus 115 would actually be a C plus and goes back just to what I was saying. So people are looking at this thinking, oh, if we're going to take Tampa, we're going to play it safe. There's a lot of people who are going to say, oh, let's just let's just take them to win. Mm-hmm. Not to say that they don't win by a goal. It just means that what you are giving up in the probability difference of a one-goal win versus a more-than-one-goal win is not being made up for by what you're giving up at the price. And this price makes plus 205 an A grade for us. We're going to take a chance on the Lightning here. This is the sort of thing that uh, in the long run this is going to pay off for us. It's not going to work every single game. Uh, on Tuesday night, we had a handful of these. We won with the Canadians in the puck line. We won with the Stars in the puck line. We lost in the Preds with the puck line. Didn't win them all. Uh, we lost on the, I think, the Bruins in the puck line as well. So I don't remember exactly where. I think we went like maybe two and three, but the two plus 200s offset the three losses or, or something in that, in that nature. So uh, mm-hmm. that's kind of the, the strategy here is, uh, you know, if we can go, according to the to sideline, 40%. A 40% winner at plus 205 is a good pick and a, a smarter pick, according to the model, than playing it safe on the money line because you've not gained that much in probability because of the um, possibility of an empty netter being larger than the possibility of overtime. Because, Jared, what's your take on this game? And and let me tell you why I think sideline sees value on uh, the puck line here. It is because the Avs defense, hmm. questionable. As we are well aware, 
but playing East Coast teams, maybe even more so, I am going to everybody's favorite part of the show. Read off to you the goals allowed uh, by the Avs in games played in the East Coast time zone this season. Okay? All right. Four, 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 three, four, four, five, four, two. Good job, Avs. Uh, five, five, four. I mean, that is a, a lot of goals. And so now, caveat that with, are there some of these games where they gave up four goals in one because they're the abs and they scored six or seven? Yes, yep. 100%. Yep. That is the case. Um, but I think they're going to give up four or five goals in, in this game. And if the Lightning win, I think the odds of them winning by more than one goal are fairly substantial. Yeah. And so that everything that sideline is seeing with this game matches what I would see doing some research on it, which is abs are going to give, give up a lot of goals. If they win, they're going to score seven. If they lose, they're probably going to score like two and they're going to win, lose by two goals. There you go. Very well said. Uh, I will point out the two that they allowed in the Eastern time zone on the road was the first game back from the All-Star break, and it has been well-documented that the teams coming back from this break have really struggled on offense mm. uh, coming back. And so that was one of those first games right back. You take that game away, which can everybody's first game back. Nobody had their legs in them. Nobody was scoring goals that first game back. Like Almost every every game but like one or two went mm. way under the total. Take that one out, and, and everything everything's even higher. So right, right. Uh, you're right. They've, they've given up a lot of goals, and that's what the model's seeing. Some combination of their defense – uh, whether it's the, the players on the ice, the five guys in front of the goalie, and, and Gorgiev specifically just hasn't been um, that good. And, and and they've got a great offense. As you can see, they're number five, according to sideline. Um, but uh, that makes them a good team. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they should be priced. This is priced basically as a at a coin toss, the Lightning only being slight favorites. This is priced as if the Avs are the better team. And I'm not sure that's the case. They definitely have the better offense. But I'm not sure if that offensive gap is not offset uh, by the man in the net, Vasilevsky, who's still a very good goaltender. And so to me, the, the value that we're seeing also comes from the fact that I think the Lightning are the better team uh, and at home. Um, you know, should be favored by more. It's just that we're getting extra value on this puck line because I think people are just afraid of it. People don't like aggressive plays. They like to be conservative, like to feel like they're going to win. And, you know, hey, it doesn't really matter if I win one bet out of 10 and that one bet profits me $1,000 or I win nine bets out of 10 and each bet profits me $100 right at the same. It's one of those things. It doesn't necessarily matter how I win my money, right? As long right, as it right. adds up the same. And that's one of these things. It's going to win slightly less, but the payout's going to be a whole lot more. So we're going to grab the plus 205 there. But folks, as we're always talking about, make sure you shop around. When you get into these money line sports with the puck line too, the prices are different at every single book. If my recommendation that you have at least three books to shop around from, maybe four, at some point you don't probably don't need 10. That's probably a little bit too much. Make sure you have three or four books to shop around for. And one of those that you can do it with is BetUS. If you haven't signed up there yet, 125% First deposit bonus, a bunch of free bets. And as always, we appreciate you hearing the pitch from them. Check them out. Link in the show description. BetUS, America's favorite sports book, where you can bet on everything, anytime. Sportsbook, live betting, and casino. To celebrate 30 years in business, we have the best bonuses in the industry. Get 125% sign-up bonus and up to 30 risk-free bets. So what are you waiting for? Join now. BetUS, where the game begins. Cousin Jared, we've got a late one here. Red Wings and Canucks. 
We're going to go under. Mm. Six and a half. A grade pick at plus 110. The odds matter because the model says the probability this game goes under is 57%. At minus 110, this would be a B grade pick. At plus 110, it is an A grade pick. Of course, minus 105 and above, it's an A grade. So we have really good value on this because of the odds. Obviously, seven is the number you want. Seven is more likely than six, but people forget that five is more likely than seven and five's a winner on this one. The bottom line on this one is it kind of aligns with everything else we said on the show. And that doesn't mean we will go and three again on this show. But as you can see in the slide recap, what we've hopefully shown you across every single sport where a grade plays in college football, one and a grade plays in the NFL one and a grade plays in MLP have won. It's been an incredible run where we are a grade totals in college basketball winning right now that what we are showing here is that we have a process of in the long run things profiting for us and this is another one of those things that we've been talking about on show where people are afraid to go under six and a half they want to go over six and a half because everyone thinks three three extra goal lands on seven a lot of times it's just three two or a lot of times it's three one or any other combination of the fact that five is the most likely outcome here we're gonna go under six and a half because injured the, the the hesitation on this one and as you can see on screen there, I did crisscross the Canucks offense there, so that should be flipped. But the hesitation is the Red Wings just came off a game where they gave up eight goals. Um, that was Edmonton, who yeah. has a little bit better offense than Vancouver. Vancouver right in the middle of the pack offensively. Vancouver's a solid team. But I just – Edmonton scoring eight goals is like, sure, that's a Tuesday. It literally was on Tuesday. Um, yeah. You don't expect that from Vancouver – the Red Wings defense can be dicey. You can see it on screen there. Defensive grade 114 ranks number 27. There's only 32 hockey teams, so it ain't good. Mm-hmm. But the goalie's decent enough. The other fear on this one, hopefully we get Lion. If we get the backup, it's a little bit more questionable. But we're going to take a chance that they're going to throw Lion. He wants a bounce back spot after that, uh, you know, giving up eight goals. So so we'll see if we can't get a little bit of a, I don't want to say revenge game, but a little bit of a, hey, we give up eight goals last game. Let's come out with some defensive intensity here. And again, everyone else is zigging. I want his eggs. Let's go under, even though the Red Wings just got lit up. Under six and a half, plus 110, eight great pick. Cousin Jared, what you got for us? So, and I, I want to give you a chance maybe to talk about what, what you said a little bit more because me, somebody who has has watched hockey for a while, but just now getting into, you know, sideline and kind of analyzing it more from a, a betting perspective, I see so many totals for hockey that are five and a half, six, six and a half. Like in, in you know, the month and a half or so that we've really been paying attention to this, I feel like I may have seen one seven out there. Mm-hmm. Maybe it, it's yeah, pretty rare. Pretty you know, rare. they, they, they generally adjust the odds more so than they adjust the numbers. Um, why is it that like six is in the middle of all those? Like it seems like six is the key number, but you're telling me that it's not the most common outcome because that would have been my assumption based on where these totals are set at. Yeah, you're right. It's a, it's an interesting point because we think about baseball, seven and nine are the most common outcomes because – you can't have three to three, three to three gets you more runs. And it oftentimes gets you to four to three, mm-hmm. um, four to four can't happen. Right. And the same thing holds in hockey, but in baseball, you end up with more totals at seven and nine than eight. But in hockey, you don't have that five and seven are the two more likely numbers, but all your totals tend to be five and a half, six or six and a half. And that's just because we're talking about medians, not modes. Mm-hmm. And so that's where things get interesting is that the, uh, 
bimodalness of this distribution, and by that I mean, I don't want to get too in the weeds, but hang with me here. This is an educational program. Um, you're about roughly 20% likely to land on five and seven each, and there's a dip at six and a dip from uh, four to eight. So it's bimodal because the most likely scenarios are five and seven that are two different numbers, but the median still lanes at six and the median is what we're interested in because if you remember from your uh, elementary school days, middle school days, high school days, the median is the number that separates the top half 50% and the lower half 50%. And that's what we're talking about is probabilities because our over under winning or losing is going to come with what's the probability is 50% likely to go under 50% likely to go under. That's where we uh, base everything off of. And so, yeah, you, you, you bring up an interesting point there with the modes being for a hockey game five and seven, but the median often being six creates for an interesting uh, uh, thing to wrap your brain around. Yeah. Yeah. And so we got to the same place. You a little more, uh, st- you know, based in statistics and understanding of what you're doing. Uh, me mostly based on six seems to be important and I'm above plus odds. Um, but, but still uh, in looking at, at what you said, five and seven, most common outcomes, six and second, we are above five and six at plus odds. Uh, so to me, like I like to, like I've said before, I like to come on here and talk about games, but sometimes this is all about statistics. Yeah. And for me, the probability. Yes. This is just, yeah. See there, there we go. I usually catch myself on that. It is about probability, not statistics. I've told the story before. I like statistics. I hated probability. <laughs> uh, anyway. So I, I just, for me, this is just a pure numbers play. I'm getting plus odds on above two uh, under above two of the most common outcomes in in hockey yeah and the model spits out exact probabilities for this so i can tell you exactly what 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 sideline things again all models are wrong some are useful so this is not to be taken as gospel it's just the models giving a 19 percent shape of the scheme lands exactly on seven so that could happen it could land right on seven and we will lose this and we'll say okay but we don't want to get caught up on seven because seven is just one way we can lose. We want to think about all the ways we can lose because we want to think about all the ways we can win. And the idea is that once you get, you know, seven, sure, eight doesn't really happen a lot. Nine will happen a handful of times for sure. You'll end up with some six, three, and five, four games. You don't see a lot of tens and above. So really the only ways you reasonably lose this are seven, eight, nine, but you win on three, four, five, six. And so there's just more ways, even though there is a big way to lose right by it. There are a lot more ways we can win under it than over it, according to the model. So again, at plus odds, getting the win on six, this just makes too much sense for us. And again, I like the spot, and that's the benefit of here. Hopefully, we've done a good job this time being able to choose games versus last week where we just had all three. Yeah, yeah which, you know, we're never going to make excuses on this show, but we we had what we had last week. It was kind of on we hey we chose that it was kind of on us to be honest you know just it was what it was you know so it was it was a double edged sword it was either that or three three college basketball games we really had nothing to talk about Thursday night last yeah. week um, but you know the spot here I think is good for Detroit because after you give up eight goals you know the same thing could happen the next game absolutely but I think everyone's kind of afraid of that thinking about that but it's more likely that there was just a lot of talk in the locker room a lot of refocusing on okay what do we have to do to get better sound fundamentally defensively and if they up their game defensively against a a decent Vancouver offense they'll give up some goals but they probably won't give up eight again and so that's kind of what we're hoping here under six and a half a great pick at plus 110 which takes you to the recap slide we're going to talk after this about some more hockey games cousin Jordan, any parting words before we do that 
You know, I you, everybody will be shocked to know that I don't really think about what I'm going to say at the end of these shows. Um, it's just kind of whatever is at the, the top of my mind. And earlier today, I had a thought. I was like, you know what? This is going to be great to end the show on. And I forgot what it was. Mm. Yeah, so. That's just the way it goes, I guess, sometimes. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, again, as always, if you want to see the Extended Cut, Dub Club is the place to be. You can sign up in that link in the show description. Get $5 off your first month. If you have that link, stick around after the music. We will see you there.